0: Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green.
1: All right, folks, Steve Green here to Make the Grade. Podcast. You know what? It is mid-January 2022. I don't know about you. Anybody feeling stressed? The last year and nine months has gotten me stressed. Trying to deal with it. You know, I do what I can and and stay busy and try to stay positive. But sometimes you got to go to the expert. And I am so happy to introduce everyone to Professor Pete Alexander. Pete, how are you?
0: I'm fantastic, Steve. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, listen, wait till you hear about Pete's bio. But all you need to know is, and you want to hang on, you want to sharpen your pencils, take some notes, and get ready to relax because Pete is an expert in stress relief. Okay, stress relief, just a couple minutes a day. I already feel more relaxed. We haven't even (laughs) talked about it yet. I feel relaxed. So listen, Professor Pete Alexander, he inspires hard driving leaders and other working professionals with over a 100 innovative and effective stress relief strategies that help them overcome their self-imposed obstacles and barriers to success. Hey, you know anybody else that talks about success on this podcast? I love him. We're like, we're already kindred spirits here, Peter. Uh, he's a seasoned professional, 35 years of experience with sales marketing, entrepreneurial experience. He has battled the negative effects of stress head on, has developed a trademark stress relief model that motivates his peers to take action in only a few minutes a day to experience immediate stress relief for yourself Review his video blog shoes and we'll talk about this and his best selling book. Man, we have, we listen, this is about you, but we have a lot in common. I got a, I got, a, I'm an author. I got a book. I got a blog. I got everything. I mean, this is awesome. I'm like, it's like, congratulations. I clone. <laughs> yeah, you only ever think he, Pete is friendly. He's humorous and his customized approach relates well to his audience and ensuring a meeting planners to get full value for the organizations. He's an honor as a frequent guest on popular podcasts and radio shows. Woo! Here we are. <laughs> Got A real celebrity in our midst and a good-looking guy, handsome guy. He doesn't look stressed to me. If you're listening to this, trust me, he is looking relaxed and ready to go. So, Professor Pete, um, if I can call you that, uh, yeah. how'd this start, man? It doesn't sound like you were always, you know, the sitting on the top of the mountain with the legs crossed saying, ohm. So can you take us on your journey? You know, maybe, you know, some of these things you had to deal with, how you got to the point where you are now as an internationally renowned, best-selling uh, c- consultant, and expert on stress management.
0: Sure. You know, it, 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 you're, you're absolutely right, Steve. The um, uh, I was absolutely the complete opposite um, for most of my life. You know, I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and so, you know, growing up with a lot of different ugly stressors was something that just was normal day-to-day functioning. Mm. And then I went into my working life as an adult and I continued, continued to just work, 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 work. And it wasn't until 2008 where stress actually started uh, showing its ugly uh, signs with me. Uh, Back then I had a perfect storm of stressful activities that um, you know, it basically, was very taxing both um, emotionally um, and mentally. And what ended up happening is I got diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes. The crazy thing is I didn't listen to my body about what stress was doing to it. I did what many of us, most of us, would do, which is, you know, continue burning the candle at both ends for hmm. another 10 years until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis and for oh. your listeners who don't know what that is basically Sounds my body bad. Sounds serious. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> in layman's terms <laughs> my body my body was eating itself alive because of my stress hmm. and what's crazy about that you know i back when i was uh, diagnosed with stress induced diabetes there was no, there's no diabetes in my family. And hmm. so all of a sudden, I'm here having this disease. And I just said, I don't have time for this. And my body was definitely giving me all these signals continuously. And, hmm. I, and you know, it wasn't until I ended up in the emergency room. And then even in the emergency room, I got transferred. I was, uh, I, when I was admitted to the hospital, my glucose numbers were so high that the medical grade glucometers could not read it. Basically, so you, were, you lab, were breaking
1: the instruments almost. I mean, by the way, for those of you out there who are maybe don't know the science, a uh, normal glucose level is gonna be 80. 80 to
0: 100. 80
1: to 100, right? right. Uh, uh, milligrams per milliliter of blood or something like that,
0: Exactly.
1: Right? And, and uh, like three, diabetic is considered, I think, 180
0: uh, it's pre-diabetes is about 125 to 130 right, so and, so, so, yeah. and uh, then so if diabetes you're breaking the that.
1: machine yeah, you, you got a problem so <laughs> with that
0: it, with that perspective thank you for yes. that for that perspective the they the lab the hospital lab estimated that my glu- glucose numbers were 800 to a thousand and that's so, so it was 10 times normal 10 times normal. Um, the the glucometers in the hospital read up to five hundred. So all it was saying was high, and so they transferred me to ICU. Oh. First time in my life I was in ICU. I, I in the emergency room, been there frequently as a kid, as an adult with sports injuries, bringing mm-hmm. my kids in for mm-hmm. injuries that they they would have. The ICU Never, is
1: another another. That's mind a state. total
0: different story. And yeah. on the second day in ICU. The, the, the hospital staff uh, were checking my blood every half an hour to an hour. And um, on my second day in ICU, I get a text from the person I was reporting to at that point. And this person says in the text at about 6 a.m., you have a webinar you need to run at eight o'clock, what are you gonna do about it? This person <laughs> knew I was, had been in the emergency room and had been transferred to, exactly, in ICU. And it was a very, very high profile project that I was working on. Well, what did I do? Instead of, you know, know, what a surprise, you know, I didn't have my work laptop with me in the ICU. Mm -hmm. So instead of just saying, I gotta get better, I started trying to push the envelope of my phone to reschedule that webinar and so at that point, the nurse on staff at that point, she goes ahead and takes my blood. And it's and back up again. So yes. Yeah, so my numbers had come back down into, they were roughly about 180 at that yeah, point. So that's semi-normal. So that's so semi-normal. It's diabetic, but it's not uh, concerning. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And after she, you know, so here's me sitting there on my phone, trying, stressing out to try and reschedule. She checks it. And it was like a ninety degree angle, and my numbers started just shooting oh. right back up. No, no. And, wow. and so, oh. what she says to me is, she says, "You know, this is a perfect stranger, basically." And she says, "You realize that's what put you in this hospital bed in the first place." Mm. And you know, it it was like the epiphany moment for me because you know I'd had several. Did she people, say it? I mean, just to
1: be clear, she meant the stress.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But she, but she's because she saw what I was doing on the phone. Right, right, right. Yes. And um, so it was like this bell had finally gone off in my head. And Mm. I realized, oh my gosh, I'm trading my health for my career. And Mm -hmm. that's a really bad trade. And it got me to think, and I spent the rest of that day in my hospital bed just contemplating that. And thinking, what do I have to do to change? And what I decided was that I, first of all, A, I had to get out of that position. So um, I, you know, I was working for someone who was a micromanager, and uh, micromanagers often don't trust their people. That's why they micromanage. And I was too old for that. I mean, come on, I, I was in my mid 50s. I, I just, I didn't need that. So, I decided to to resign and uh, the day, so I resigned the day after I got out of the hospital. And I went ahead and I just started concentrating after doing that, concentrating on different stress relief tools and techniques that I could uh, uh, utilize. And what I noticed was that not only did my stress go down my glucose numbers as a diabetic went down, my weight went down and my energy level went way, way up. It was as if I had discovered a fountain of youth. And here's the crazy thing, Steve. Hmm. If you look at a picture of me from 2008 when I first was diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes and you look at a picture of me now 14 years later, I look younger today than I did 14 years ago other than having a little more gray hair that is crazy and that's what you know perfect you know example of what stress does to us is it and and it, it it's crazy because you, you know if we just focus a little bit of our time as you said in the in the opening there about you know just even a couple minutes a day it can make a huge huge difference mm. but we have to start and we got to you and we got to do it regularly
1: Look, first of all, it's a very poignant story because we're lucky if this hadn't in had a different direction, you could be, in a, you know, you could be pushing up daisies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep. there's a lot of different ways we could take this. But let me ask you a couple of things. Um, so this is something, it's a little bit of the holistic side, right? You got, you're in a hospital, you're on meters, you're on monitors. Mm-hmm. The medicine isn't looking at your stress as much. They're looking at your numbers, your 500, you're breaking the machine. Mm-hmm. It was a person who had some sensitivity and saying, you know what, man, this dress is, is hurting you, Peter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what, what, do you, what do you think? Um, wh- why, do, why do people get in denial about these things? Is it because of priorities in their life? I mean, look, if you got two kids, a mortgage, a dog, a couple cars, I mean, obviously, you, you, one needs to put food on the table. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say, Hey, there is not, there's no such thing as no stress. It's how you handle it. It's how you approach it. But it, it, is there a, is there like any misconceptions or myths? Like, well, what's the biggest thing people maybe don't understand about the causes of stress or how you might manage stress? Is there one thing you could have just point out here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. You're absolutely right that, we, you know, we, with we can't avoid all stress, and actually, we shouldn't avoid all stress. It's more understanding that there is things called good stress or eustress, e-u-s-t-r-e-u stress, yes, eustress, which is things like if we're working on a project that we're really excited about or passionate about or something that we love doing. Hmm. That's the kind of stress that's good for us because we need to get things done so exercise even. E- exactly that's the kind of hmm. stuff that that is good stress. What we want to do is we want to avoid the negative stress. Some people call it distress, but distress. um okay. what I have found in my experience is that there are basically two flavors of bad stress. one is rumination, and rumination is about thinking. About something in our past that let's say we have guilt about either something we did or didn't do. And the problem is it's in the past. We can't change it. Mm-hmm. So what we can do though is we can learn about the positive, you know, with positive learnings about whatever it was in the past. And then we got to let it go. If we can do that and not let it fester inside of us, that is one area where we can do wonders for ourselves. To you reduce the negative stress impact on our body. The other one is anxiety about the future. So, yes. you know, let's say we're worried about, you know, uh, uh, an exam or we're worried about a job interview or we're worried about having a difficult conversation with someone
1: or a sales meeting
0: or a sales meeting. Yeah. Big, t- mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, one that's that could, uh, um, you know, radically alter, you know, making your commission check or making your right, numbers a exactly. business, whatever yeah. that happens to be. What happens is if we stress about it and we start worrying about it going wrong, well, here's the problem. When we concentrate that negative energy towards something in the future, what we're doing is we're churning that negativity inside our bodies and we often... Will manifest a negative outcome that mm-hmm. is really, really, really challenging for us because our inner critics start saying, Oh, it's going to go terrible, or what if Which I makes mess you up? more
1: stressed than you could exactly? And, more. and it compounds
0: and it compounds and it compounds like a
1: spiral and like a logarithmic spiral in the wrong direction,
0: absolutely. So, you know, mm. instead of instead of looking at a future event from the negative, what if? Instead, you visualize a positive outcome from that. So, let's say you know it's a it's an exam that we have. Okay, how about yes. visual visualizing getting an A grade on it? Or sure. we we have that sales call, and what do we? Instead of worrying about blowing it, we actually uh, imagine shaking the person's hand and saying, I'm going to sign the contract or giving a, you know, a scary presentation. How about imagining two minutes after the presentation and people are giving you a standing ovation? all these kind of things or, or, you know, or listening you, you to, or know.
1: recording a podcast and getting a exactly. million people, uh, commenting on it.
0: Right. Or how about having <laughs> a difficult conversation with somebody? And instead of worrying about the negative outcome, thinking about, Hey, that went really well. And imagine the other person's face, um, hmm. you know, in agreement with you.
1: So let me, let me ask you, let me, let me do this real quick. Let's take a sure. quick station break. This is the make the grade podcast. Steve green, my guest, Pete Alexander, we're talking about how we're talking about stress, but we're going to get to how to manage it in a second. This podcast is all about giving you tools, giving you activities to help accelerate your journey to success. Parents with kids, entrepreneurs. So, Pete, we've talked about mindset. I'm, I'm, that's my word, but I, I think that's accurate. But mindset's only going to get you some most of the way there, maybe or some. There's got to be some physical stuff you do, right? Like some people say, take a walk, take a deep breath um let's go that direction a little bit is there something you can counsel people on or maybe something a little activity you can you can lead us through that would enable people to experience because you're saying you can do this on a minute a couple minutes a day right all right so we got let me look at my clock hey about 14 minutes left in the podcast can you can you can you help us can you help us in less than 14 minutes
0: yeah, well I Professor could give you Pete. Let's let's do one that just takes ah, a minute it. and we can do it pretty much everywhere. The only caveat is anyone who's listening to this while you're yeah, driving Please pull over. <laughs> <Yeah. Before laughs> if you're, if you're operating heavy
1: one. machinery uh, Right. What, what exactly pause uh, put it uh, on but, you know
0: Put this podcast on pause. Yeah, if you're on the
1: gym doing a bench press, you might want to put the weight on the <laughs> rack.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Now, assuming right, so that cleared you've
1: done that, out. that. We, we, our disclaimer <laughs> is out there. So if you drop right. something or you pull your car, it's not Professor Peter Steves' fault. Okay, exactly. you're on. So let's assume that you're, yeah,
0: let's assume that, let's take your um, uh, classic sales call. Um, you know, important sales call as an example or 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 something that is about to happen for someone. And what you do is you sit in wherever you are, whether it's at your desk, in your car, you whatever wherever the place is. And what I want you to do is take a deep breath in, close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And I want you to go in your mind to a place you like to relax. Maybe it's the beach, maybe it's a lake, a park, maybe it's your backyard, maybe it's the spa. Wherever it is, go there in your mind and take in all of your emotions and all of your senses. Now, what are you feeling? Are you feeling the sun on your face? maybe the sand or the grass under your feet? And what do you smell? Do you smell the fresh air? Maybe the lotion from the spa? And what do you hear? Do you hear the wind blowing through the trees? Maybe the water splashing on shore? And what do you see? Do you see the blue sky? maybe the green of the trees or the grass, whatever it is, take it all in. And then take another deep breath in. And open your eyes. Simple. There you go.
1: Just that simple. simple
0: grounding exercise. It's, it, it, it combines deep breathing with visualization. And it can be done anywhere, mm. basically. Wow. I've, I I know I know uh, some of my uh, my friends and my clients have told me that they they actually have gone into, like, if they're at work, uh, in the office or something like that, actually go into a restroom and uh, do or it. Or it's in quieter. A, it's quiet, yeah. Well, well so, let me
1: tell you what struck me a little bit. Was the way that you, con- well, maybe not purposely consciously, but brought all the senses in, right? Smell, feel. Uh, you know, emotionally, which I think is important because what it does is it gets everything. There's always that little thing. You're, oh, yeah, yeah. Even when you're relaxing, sometimes you don't let go of what's pushing you. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really effective. And, and it, it's exactly your point. You can do it anywhere. Anybody can do it. You don't need equipment. You don't need a trainer. You don't need anything. I'm sure you got, well, you got 99 more of these,
0: right? <laughs> oh, well, more, more than 100. Yeah, the, right, and the thing is, is the point that bringing the senses in is absolutely right, because what that does is it makes it more real in the moment for us. Because mm. so often we're not staying present, but mm-hmm. this, the, by bringing the senses in, it actually makes you sp- be in the present.
1: So it's like a be here now.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, 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 we're too distracted. There's too many things going on. And how often, like, for example, uh, going out to a, a restaurant, and you see people who are sitting at the table, and they're not even interacting, they're sitting on their phones. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think to myself, why, why are you even in the restaurant? Just get takeout for that. They're, right? I mean, they're not, <laughs> I in, not being present with or, and they're, and they're, and they're basically telling the other person that the phone is more important than that person sitting. I mean, that, that's,
1: you. that could be a seven hour discussion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're not, I'm not going to get me to argue with. <laughs> um, so let me tell you some situations where mm-hmm. I think, look, look I, I work with a lot of students. Mm-hmm. I know these kids know the material. And sometimes they struggle on tests because they get anxious. Yep. They question themselves. A lot of things you brought up. This can be applied on so many levels. At the academic level, there's, there, look, there's, a, whole, there's a whole term in education called high-stakes tests. Right. Like the SAT, why do they call them that? Because they have high stakes. They, they're important. You're yeah. taking four hours of your life. to might determine four years of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's expected and normal that people are going to get have some anxiousness about these, right. but it's how you cope with it. I think that's always the situation. Some of it's mental, some of it's physical, but I think the key here, and one of the things you're bringing to the table beautifully is giving people just a simple approach to help to do it. Um, is there, let me ask you one more question. I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of a wrap up, but it, what do you, what prevents, if, if this is so simple, a minute, even two minutes of just kind of taking a little time for yourself and disconnecting from whatever. Why do you think more people just don't do it? Is it a societal thing? Like it's I don't know, it's like weak to be like a strong person and not admit you have stress. Why do you think people don't do they get they get to a point where where they have almost like a, a breakdown physically before they start to address it? And and I'm subtracting out just the sheer amount of stress that people have broadly. I mean, look, we this is yeah, covid was here kind of went away, came back blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, I am in a situation where they're starting schools down where I live again. So yeah, it, it, there's a baseline stress that I think we can agree is higher than it was a couple of years ago somehow. So, you know, sometimes you just get used to it. oh yeah, like I can't see my friends. Oh, well, yeah. But why do you think in, a, in, a, in more of a, of, a, of a situation where people know they have a challenge, they know they're stressed, they know they have things that are affecting their health, maybe affecting their relationships, maybe affecting their academics, or affecting their business performance, why, why do you think people wouldn't address it, especially when it can be done so simply, you don't need to go on Prozac or, you know, a medication, you got simple tools like you have, what, what, what might prevent somebody from, from seeking assistance like this?
0: You know, there's several reasons for that. One is that they just don't realize it that there's, you know, you can do it in just a couple minutes a day. Another one, Mm -hmm. as you kind of alluded to, Steve, was the stigma of, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm stressed. I'm admitting that I'm stressed. That's a sign of weakness. Um, A lot of times, the environments that we work in are inherent to stress, and it's, you know, it it just becomes the norm and people realize that, okay, I, I I you know, I it's just the way things are. Where I have seen also is that a lot of people don't take it seriously until something significantly negative happens to them. Mm-hmm. um, either they, you know their their relationship ends, or they lose a job because well, they, they end up they, in the ICU or the ICU, <laughs> the health. You know, and and that, like for me, as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, uh, being diagnosed with a chronic disease was not enough for me to say, "Oh, maybe hmm. I should change things." I just said, "All right, give me the drugs. I need to. I I don't have time to deal with this,"
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so that's why when it happened to me more severely. I started looking at what resources were available. And what I found was that in most cases, it was always these things that took a lot of time. Um, You know, who has time to read a 300 page book on yoga or meditation or deep breathing? The reality is most of us where, you know, with everything that we're juggling, we have five minutes before something is going to, we have to deal with something. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not give people an opportunity to have different tools that they can use, figure out what works for them? Because that's, that's the other challenge is, is that if you say, okay, meditation, well, guess what? Meditation doesn't work for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so if you tell them to use meditation and it doesn't work for them, then you've given them nothing. How about, you know, having a menu of a whole bunch of different ideas and tools and you try one? And if it works, fantastic, run with it. If it doesn't, big deal. It took you a couple of minutes to try it. Next time, try a different one. And mm-hmm. that's that's where the key is because you want people to uh, get a quick benefit from it. And then they realize, okay, you know what? I committed a couple of minutes to this. It seemed to work. I'm going to be more willing to make this uh, make the time, even a couple minutes a day, and then if they do that regularly for a month, it becomes a habit. And that's where we really need to to get to, get to the habit, so that our mindset changes when we're dealing with stressful situations.
1: How, how do people get a hold of you? Somebody wants to find out more about what you sure. do or about your book. Uh, Absolutely. Is- promote yourself here a little bit
0: sure best place to go is uh my website at petealexander.com p-e-t-e-a-l-e-x-a-n-d-e-r.com and um the book is there it's available what's the name of your book lighten your day so light light lighten is uh light not enlighten light no lighten so and and it's a seven letter acronym basically um that stands for the seven areas of your life Hmm. that uh generate stress so, which are um, you want
1: to list them? Sure.
0: So livelihood or our okay. career is the first oh, one. I got L. Yeah. Okay. So I is your imagination or your conscious mind, which is basically five percent of our our minds, but it's where our inner critic lives. <laughs> okay. uh, the G is uh, I call it your genius. That's your unconscious mind. The other ninety five percent of your mind that um, is where mm. our habits are formed, where our perception of the world lies. It's really where real, real change, long-term change uh, is where that uh, happens in the uh, unconscious. So that's the genius. Um, Then the uh, H is for health, our physical health, which talked about earlier, without our health, nothing else matters because people think about it. If you are sick and you can't do anything other than lie in bed you're not going to be any good to your business you're not going to be any good to your kids your family, family members right. anything mm-hmm. you're just going to be lying in bed so take care of so your health tea. now we've got a T here T has got to be time of course oh, i was going to say but i guessed it right i got it right <laughs> so okay. time is critical because we you know we that's that's why most of the tips are five minutes or less um, okay. then e is your environment because Sorry. when we are um, you know, if, if, if we're working on something important, our environment needs to be conducive to our stress relief efforts so you want to make sure that you have a comfortable place to sit, you know, minimal distractions etc so our environment is critical. And last mm. but not least is and nope, your network of relationships, the people Ooh. in your life matter. So the, um, you know, when you think about that, th- those are the people in your family. That is your friends. That is the people you work with. Those are all key people. So your network. You need to make sure that um, you don't take them for granted. And you know, when we we are stressed, we're more. Uh, we're not going to be as empathetic. We're not going to be uh, as attentive. Um, we're going to be less patient with those people. So it's really important to make sure that uh, our you know. Our network of relationships is, um, you know, in alignment with all the other aspects of the light model.
1: Awesome! This is great, Pete Alexander, Professor Pete. I really appreciate it. Uh, makes a great podcast. We are here to give you actions to help you on your journey of success. Getting too stressed isn't helping anybody. Not helping you. It's not helping people you work with, your family. A couple of minutes a day. Listen to Pete. Check out his site, PeteAlexander.com. Pete, anything we didn't cover you want to get into for a minute? Then we're going to, then we're going to I got one last thing. We're going to sign off.
0: Sure. Well, Steve, uh, first of all, A, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I greatly You're appreciate welcome. your listeners uh, uh, tuning in. Um, and really the thing that I try and re- reinforce for everybody is don't trade your career, or uh, trade your health for your career. Because mm. that's a really bad trade.
1: Spoken from somebody who's laying on a hospital bed with a 700 blood glucose level. I think he's got some credential there. Hey, you want to play everybody's favorite make theory podcast game? The sure. five, 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 Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, and this is, this is like, this is uh, you supposed to have some fun here. Okay. I'm going to say something. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Vacation place, New Zealand, New Zealand.
0: Wow. That's my number one on my bucket list right now.
1: <laughs> oh man, save that because bucket list is another one. I have to get a new one. I have to get another one. So you've never been there,
0: but you want to go there. That's correct. I've been to Australia, but I haven't been to New Zealand. Oh, wow.
1: Now, where do you live? I didn't even ask you.
0: Oh yeah, I'm outside of Seattle. I live. That's uh, I live right. That's right. The, I didn't know. That. Yeah. yeah. I, I live near the Olympic National uh, Park, and actually, nice. the background picture that I have uh, is one of the lakes in the park.
1: Really, and actually, if you can't see it, it's a beautiful. It's like it's sunset or sunrise. Beautiful
0: mm-hmm. sunset.
1: So vacation place in New Zealand. All right, here we go. Ketchup, mustard, or salsa? Salsa.
0: Mm, spicy, like spicy.
1: Yep. Recreational activity. And then don't say meditating.
0: No, hiking. Hiking. Absolutely. Well, yeah,
1: where you live, that's got to be big. Hiking or maybe no,
0: biking? Um, hiking, way more. Uh, it, yeah. Mountain biking, yes. It, it's a great place. But uh, this, the, there's few places that are better to hike than uh, where I live.
1: You near Mount Hood?
0: Uh, no, Mount Hood is uh, actually pretty far from me. Uh, I, it, I, I've
1: hiked there. It's really nice.
0: That's what Beautiful. I heard. I've never done it.
1: Yeah, really. You might want to put that on your bucket list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, music. What kind of music you like?
0: Okay, this is an embarrassing one. Uh, uh, My okay. favorite music is okay. disco. <laughs> disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh because my God. Do you I like hear definitely
1: it? the first one who said that on this.
0: I know, show? <laughs> I, I and 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 my my kids are totally embarrassed, but uh, you know, I listen to that and 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 it just I get into Something the mood. like staying
1: alive kind of disco? yeah like,
0: exactly oh yeah are, are you kidding the the Saturday Night Fever be- album fantastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> staying alive, Staying alive. Yep. Wow. Okay. I gotta tell you, I may do this for ten more years. I don't know. We're gonna get in our disco person.
0: <laughs> they won't admit it. That's the uh, problem. Yeah, well, that
1: that's true. Yeah, you're. <laughs> right. Color, favorite color? Uh, green. Green. That's my favorite color too. That's cause it's my last name. I was gonna say bucket list. That was fine. We're gonna do bonus ones usually. Bucket list, but we got New Zealand. Um, let me think. I think we're on the fly here. Uh, actually, let me ask what I asked my last person. Now, hey, you want to ask me one?
0: Sure. Uh, can I ask the same same question? Yeah, you go to the
1: same ones. Go ahead.
0: Sure. What's your favorite, uh, you know, recreational activity? I like
1: to bicycle. I'm I'm a road go. and a mountain bike guy.
0: Good. Do you have a preference between road or or mountain bike?
1: I really like mountain biking better, but where I live, it's not great. Mm. And there's a lot of nice roads where I live, and uh, so I end up doing that more. But I think if I could only do one, it'd be off road.
0: There you go. I think the same thing. Um, I still have a road bike, but where I live here, um, it is not a bike friendly area.
1: And so, it's not unfriendly. It's just, you know, I live near a city and it's flat and, you know, beauty of mountain bike is getting the woods and mm-hmm. you're getting, you know, killing yourself, climbing up to the top of a hill. So you get a beautiful view and then you cruise down and, you know, that, that's the fun part of it. Not, you know, not riding through a flat trail on a, on You know brick you know through a man-made park that's not fun mountain biking
0: yeah you know there's a there's a park that's not far from me uh in the county next door that i've never seen this before but they have single track trails that not only are hikers on and bicyclists on but also horses and motorbikes i can't believe oh like
1: electric bikes
0: no, no, I'm talking like motorcycles. Yes, motorcycles. Yeah. Mm. Dirt bikes. And you know, can you imagine a dirt bike and a horse coming up <laughs> against each other? That's probably I not mean, a good uh I, I, I can't imagine the liability there, but it's they allow yeah. it. All right. mm. 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 Dessert. Ooh, uh that would have to be tiramisu.
1: Tiramisu, man, you are you are, Disco and tiramisu and duck and Mr. <laughs> Professor Pete is happy <laughs> on a green plate with a side of salsa.
0: There we go. Oh, not, not to salsa t- t- here,
1: and his life is, is complete.
0: I, I don't think I'd say eating salsa and tiramisu <laughs> at this on the same plate, but well, uh, I could I mean, to, in yeah. the
1: same meal. You get some chips <laughs> exactly. with salsa, a tiramisu dessert, <laughs> wrap it up. All right. Listen, seriously, Pete, thank you so much for coming on, sharing uh, the time with us. Uh, All I can say is this, your health is huge, right? I mean, not you, Pete, but I mean, everybody, right? If you don't take your health seriously, I don't know if you're 15 listening to this, you know, I feel fine all the time. But trust me, as you start getting older, it's tougher. And you got to invest in your health, whether it's exercising or walking or lifting, I don't know, whatever. Biking's my uh, exercise of choice. But Uh, you got to do something. It's got to become part of your routine. And I'm going to suggest that the kind of things that Pete brought in here can be just as easy to do. In fact, you can even combine them. One of the things I love about biking, not necessarily on the street, is you just get into a zone. And, you know, it's great. Like, you know, there's some really, like Valley Forge Park, I'd love to bike in. It's near, you you may never been to Valley Forge, but it's where George Washington was, right? Famous winter of 1777. But anyway, um, it's just a beautiful place and it's not usually not very much traffic. So it's easy to kind of get into one of these, like, Kind of zones where you like you're conscious, but you're not conscious and you're just doing your thing. That's really beautiful. All right. Listen again. If you want to get a hold of Pete, petealexander.com, check him out. Pete, once again, appreciate it. We're gonna wrap it up here. And uh, thanks again for being on the Make the Great Podcast. So here we go, the Make the Great Podcast. We are about giving you actions to help you to accelerate your journey to success. I am Dr. Stephen Green. My guest today was Professor Pete Alexander, petealexander.com. Check it out. See what he's got to offer, and we will see you next episode.
0: You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.